Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. Hello and welcome to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. I'm Jeff Lagerman along with my partner here, Kevin Favor. And uh, we are actually uh, today in West Point, Mississippi, which is the home of Mossy Oak. And today we've got a couple special guests. We have the uh, founder and CEO of Mossy Oak, Toxie Hayes. Good morning, Toxie. Good morning. And also the president of Mossy Oak, Mr. Bill Sugg. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. Pleasure and to be here. Thanks, thank to you guys for, for two two things. For one, for joining us, and number two, for hosting us. Uh, we're, we're here actually because uh, we are Mossy Oak Pro Staffers, and uh, the Mossy Oak Pro Staff meeting is currently going on, and and uh, you guys are quite the host, man. Nice little setup you got out there. We're staying in a nice little lodge and on the lake, and man, camouflage everywhere, and hunt and talk going on here. We are in June. I mean, that's doesn't get any better than that. Except for the weatherman. Yeah. Of course, hot weather is nothing new to you guys. No. No, no. We're, we're, we're used to hot and humid, but, man, I mean, it, it has been hot. I mean, for, for this time of year, um, I mean, especially like where we are, it's hot and dry. Yeah. You know? I mean, so it's we're, we're used to it, but it's it's still hot. How's that affecting your fishing? Oh, my fishing. It's perfect for fishing. And, I mean, that, that's, you know, this time of year I live for to fish. So in October and November... I could be in the woods. That's a beautiful thing. You know, Toxie, when uh, when we were on the way out to the lodge, where Tim Anderson, who's the Mossy Oak Pro Staff head, we're, we're driving down the road and did not go right through the main drag of West Point, Mississippi. This is my first time ever in Mississippi, I think. And when we're on the way there, uh, Tim says, hey, you see this closed-up plant here on the right-hand side? He says that's where Toxie and his dad, Fox, used to work at. I mean, this this is your home here, isn't it? It is. I always uh, joke and say they ask me if I've always been from West Point. And I say, well, actually, I moved here when I was two days old. <laughs> but in reality, my, my, my mother, you know, had us all the kids in the Starkville, Mississippi, where Mississippi State is, you know, 15 right. minutes away. And so, you know, yeah. And Bill also, yeah, he actually worked at Brian Foods, too. It had been a major, major employee, a town of 10,000, and they employed over 2,000 people. But it's no longer uh, working. So, so real quick, take us kind of to the to the founding of Mossy Oak, because I mean, Bill, you've been with Mossy Oak from the beginning. Toxie, the the vision of of creating a, a camouflage. How did that start? Uh, you know, I've, I've told it a lot of times. It's hard for me sometimes to go back in time because we're so busy and we're so forward thinking these days. But really, uh, you know, I got to go back and give it all to my dad, Mr. Fox Hayes, because he raised me. And we grew up on a farm that he had just outside of town here. And just, you know, I was just a, a wild buck outdoor kid from the first day and, uh, you know, grew up out there. Of course, in those days, we didn't have a lot of deer and turkeys around here. Mm-hmm. But there was plenty of quail and rabbit. And, of course, his big thing was quail hunting at the time. And it's kind of sad they're not like they used to be. They're coming back some. But, you know, I've just 
every day I'd come home, I'd, you know, if it was first a BB gun and then it was the little single shot 410, and after that, you know, I got old enough, he'd let me take the dogs out by myself. Of course, he'd let me take the old slow dog and not mess, <laughs> not mess up his prize dogs. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, and I just grew up that way. And then he, he, he actually uh, grew up in Mobile, Alabama, and had some of his very, very close friends who had a lumber company, which means they had timberland, which means they had... Uh, you know, hunting, and he, you know, got the privilege of being in their hunting club. So from a really young age, I was privileged to go somewhere, had a lot of wildlife. I mean, ate a lot of wildlife. In fact, some of the conservation pioneers in this country, the Stimson family from down there, in fact, uh, their Fred T. Stimson Sanctuary, I believe, is more responsible for the restocking of eastern wild turkeys in any location in America. Huh. So I was really fortunate to grow up with that. And just at a young age, especially turkey hunting, I guess, I started questioning things at a young age, and we would go, and I immediately became just intoxicated with it. You know, I guess maybe that's where my name came from, because of mm-hmm. the good intoxication, not the bad kind. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it was so frustrating to me. You would get there, and I would already, you know, question my dad, which I should never do. He was such a good woodsman. But we would have to stop like 300 yards away from a goblin turkey and build this big blind. I was like, this is so much work you don't need to do. You just... And I look around and the stuff we wear, the old, kind of old leftover army stuff, and it you stood out like a, you know, a sore thumb. Right. And it was just so frustrating. So I just kept, you know, it just instantly hit me, man, if you just, you know, just, and I guess at that time I was such a, like I said, a, a you know, a nature freak wild buck uh, kid raised in the country. I just, and the thing I guess that captured us like one with nature, if you just became one with nature, and I love the deer, the wildlife. If you could just be right there and be kind of quote unquote invisible, and it just at a young age I kind of craved that so much. And then you know I actually did a little bit of trying to dye it the right color and draw on it, but you know not a, not a lot of it. But I always had something kind of weird on. And then you know lo and behold, if you skip ahead one day, graduate from college and go to work at Brian Foods, one I was privileged to work in the marketing department there, and they had a real really good, smart, forward-thinking marketing department. And it, it struck me as like solving consumer problems that's where people start mm-hmm. businesses and mm-hmm. you know one thing led another and I, quite honestly i don't know if just the good lord put it in me because of my destiny i just became literally obsessed with coming up with that because i looked around and nothing was going on even remotely like that and you know i i can tell you i was calling uh label printers and asking them you know if i go to you know hancock fabrics and buy a bolt of fabric will you print it for me and they thought i was just the, and i was you know the biggest <laughs> idiot and i'm just a testimony it just takes I used to get interviewed about, you know, you know where you get your uh, business training and all that stuff. Right. And I said, ma'am, I, I've got pretty much one God-given talent. Bill will attest to that. And I'm hard-headed, and I won't take no for an answer. And I just kept on calling and kept on calling and kept on calling. So I finally wore down this one really, really sweet lady worked as customer service at a textile printing place. She was the only one who gave me even a ray of hope. And, of course, I jumped on that and kind of tried to win her over, and she was a sweetheart. Miss Juanita Crowder, I doubt she's Still listening. Still remember the name. Oh, yeah. She was such huh. a sweetheart. She's retired now. Crystal Springs Print Works in Chickamauga, Georgia. I still remember it all. And she let me in the door. And, and of course, they had like 10,000-yard minimums. Well, I scrapped up everything I had money-wise, and that came up to about eight or 900 yards of fabric. But she... And her owner, Steve Tarvin, who's still there and has the place, uh, is still a good friend of ours saw what was going on and kind of looked the other way and let it go through because he told her, he said, that's going to be a big deal one day. He's a big hunter, and he mm-hmm. recognized that. And thanks no kidding. The, you know, probably thanks to a lot of people, thanks to Bill coming along and then Cuz and everybody else. But then even before that, thanks to them for having a little vision and seeing that, I'd have probably never made it 
to say the lot of and, and the first pattern that you ever created is what you're wearing, right? I mean, like it's bottomland. Like, bottomland. Mm-hmm. Mossy Oak Bottomland. Actually, we had two versions in the beginning. I wanted a grayer version and a browner version. It's funny. That's kind of the way everybody thinks today from that. But one was called Hill Country and then Bottomland. And as Bill will attest, Bottomland just took over. It had that dirt, earthy tone. Mm-hmm. It's what we all preferred anyway. And you literally just... And to this day, I'm not so sure, you know, between he and I, that's not our favorite pattern still. Well, it's funny you say that because, Bill, the first time I ever met you, we were in turkey hunting Florida, and, you know, Mossy Oak Obsession is out at the time, which is the latest and greatest. You're still wearing Bottomland. Near and dear to our heart. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, what year was that that you came up with Bottomland? It would have been 1986. It's actually when I, and it was a little before that when I came up with, say, probably 85. When I was toying with it, I had the artwork. I actually drew it all out myself, and then there was a gal that was a commercial artist I worked with, and I said, uh, when we were working on a project one day, I said, can you do this for me? And it was just a little square, maybe 18 inches by 12 inches, and I learned to repeat the pattern, which means, you know, you have to, when you're printing down a roll of fabric, it has to continue seamlessly. So mm-hmm. she cut one side off and pasted it over here and then drew in to match it and so forth. It was real archaic back then. But, you know, I had it, and then it was like uh, in uh, March of 1986, I actually sat down and incorporated it, and I didn't know. I just It's just something they said I needed to do to protect myself and so forth, but instead of doing it just on my own. So, you know, 1985, this is going on 26 years probably. Man, so that 1985, and you came on very early, didn't you, Bill? In, uh, actually in the summer and fall of 86. 86. But, you know, one morning, turkey hunting. We all turkey hunt east of town, I mean west of town a little bit. Stopped to get a cup of coffee and some gas. Toxie was in there with his dad. Of course, we're in a small town, as Toxie said, and you know the family, and it worked at Brown, and Toxie and I had would always swap hunting stories, would always talk about what's going on there. In fact, I can remember one particular incident long before this happened, one afternoon I was working at the desk, and he had told me, he said, I'm going to get off a little early and go turkey hunting. Well, I'm sitting there working, talking on the phone. I get this knock on the window. This is a pretty big, pretty big building at Brian Foods. And I look, knocking on the back door. He was gone from the office about 25 minutes. Went out, killed a turkey, and wanted to come back and show me that how the good life was. He was out there killing turkeys, and I was talking on the telephone. But that morning, I, when I went hunting, I saw Tox and Mr. Fox. Said good morning. And they were wearing a camouflage that I had never seen before. At that time, the only non-military camo that was on the market in a big way was Jim Crumley's tree bark. Jim started it in like 78, but then it really didn't get going until the mid-80s. But that was the only what we call proprietary camouflage. And I looked at it, and I said, man, that's some good-looking stuff. And and, and Toxie said, well, it's something I'm working on. He didn't tell me a lot about it, but later that summer, he called me one day and said, I'm, I'm got an idea I'm working on. I need somebody to help me with, take some photography. And he did some ads. We, we still look at them, sort of like, which camo would you rather wear? It was bottom land and then the old World War II stuff. And of course, the old World War II stuff stuck out like a sore thumb and bottom land blended in. And that was a very effective ad. He ran some mail order catalog ads to get started. And he needed somebody to be in that shot. And, <clears throat> And then later in the summer, he called me and said, here's what I really got going on. And we started talking. I had left Brown a couple of years before that at an independent insurance agency and, and started, you know, if you're around, if you're around Toxie very long, 
He calls it, he, he says it's because he's hard-headed and persistent, but what he's not telling you, if Toxie Hayes puts his sights on you, whether you're a critter or a person, you pretty well done. <laughs> and I don't know why he put his sights on me, but he did. Best thing ever happened to me, right time, right place. And and we started that fall um, and doing Nick, a small tip. By the way, me also. Best yeah. thing happened to me also. <laughs> so that goes both ways. But <clears throat> we started that fall. I'd take a couple of days out of my insurance business and go knock on doors. And, and it was September. And in our business, most people, particularly now, but even back then, would pre-order, would buy, that have their camouflage. And Realtree actually had been on the market 18 months, two years. So you saw a little of that out there, but a lot of tree bark, a lot of the old war, too. Vietnam, Tiger Strike was out there. Natural bark but, was one. It's gone now. And, uh, yeah, that, I think Cope. that might have come a little bit later, but it was Cope, out there. The Copeland Company. Yeah. yeah. That was it. That was three. That was it. Yeah. Three of them. Duck's bark came a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but anyway. You ever heard of any of those? No. No, me yeah. either. <laughs> We're going way back. Anymore, it's, 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 like, it's like Coke and Pepsi nowadays, yeah. you know, yeah. so, I mean, you go back years. to some of the old stuff. But yep. you knock on the door, you go to a dealer, and you'd say, look, I have an idea. And would, and he'd say, look, I got all my stuff. I don't need it. I'm fine. I don't really need any more camo. I said, well, look, I, I need your opinion. Well, well, hold that yeah. thought because we're going to take a break here. And uh, when we come back here with Hunt Life Outdoor Show, we have President Mossy Oak, Bill Sugg, and the founder and CEO of Mossy Oak, Toxie Hayes. And we're going to talk a little bit of history of Mossy Oak, and then we're going to talk hunt. Yeah. There I mean, you go. Here we are in 2011, and it's been a, a great hunting season. So, folks, don't turn the channel. You're listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. As a turkey hunter, we've all been there. You're on your eighth day of hunting the same gobbler, and every morning he's made you look silly. Your kids think you've lost your mind. Your wife's beginning to wonder if you're really turkey hunting. You keep telling yourself this morning will be different. Conditions are perfect. 45 degrees, very little wind, and there is no moon. As you sit in the dark, your eyes get heavy. With your eyes closed, the whippoorwills keep you awake. And just before the sun rises, the familiar song of the cardinal catches your attention because you know it won't be long until the game begins. You've decided this morning to be quiet. Just let him gobble on a roost. Just after daybreak, he does just that. You know it's him because his gobble is way too familiar. It's all you can do not to call back. You hear him fly down, and then you hear the hen start to call. You make one soft call and get the gun ready. First you see a hen, then all you see is a swinging beard. He comes into view, and you fold him up. This morning, you guessed right. What a cool feeling. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel because at Hunt Life, they know it's all about the outdoors experience. Visit them at HuntLife.com. America's number one camo pattern just got better. All new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of field. Twelve years of research give it unequal, effective design. Together, they break up Hunter's outline like never before. Check it out in stores or online at MossyOak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, it's not a passion, it's an obsession. There was the explosion, and I remember just opening my eyes, and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and what's going to happen next? The Wounded Warrior Project said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit WoundedWarriorProject.org. 
And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. I'm Jeff Logman along with Kevin Faber, and we have our two special guests once again. It's the president of Mossy Oak, Mr. Bill Sugg, and the founder and CEO of, of uh, Mossy Oak, Toxie Hayes. And, and, Bill, you were talking there about the early days of, of Mossy Oak and kind of how it got started. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> a couple of uh, really fun memories. One, when we would go to the sporting goods stores, and it was late in the year, and they'd already placed their order, and we were trying to trying to get them to look at what we'd come up with. I thought we had a great idea. And they'd say, look, we don't need any camo right now. I said, well, I finally learned you had to get your foot in the door before you could show it to them. And before I'd go in the store, I'd pick a tree. Most of them were in small country towns or in the city, and I'd, I'd tack up some bottom land. So I'd go in, and I learned after a while they're probably going to turn you down right off the bat. So I'd say, well, I just need your opinion. We think we've got a good idea, but we need you to help us. Tell us what works. And I'd come out and I'd say, what do you think about this pattern that we'd come up with? And they'd go, what pattern? And from then it was downhill wow. on a grease slide. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you literally, to, to start with, uh, went door to door with this pattern. Absolutely. And, and, and that's how it got started. First sale was in Columbus, Mississippi, about 15 miles from here. Tox and I went together. No, yeah, no kidding. I'll never yeah. forget. We went in. And call the guy, sure, come over. And we actually kind of knew him. It was uh, Woods and Water, and they had right. a store in Columbus. And there's still a really big one in Tuscaloosa, very successful, the Laws family. Right. And they're not they're not directly involved anymore. So it was uh, Tony was the chief. He was the one in Tuscaloosa, and his brother, David, right? right. Yeah. Okay. So we went to see David, and I don't know, because we went in, and, you know, we, you know, Bill had been in sales, and I had the marketing training, and we had it all prepared, although how, you know, country boy it was at the time. And so we went in, and you know made the case and then i could see he was just totally non-responsive right i had the sale and the benefits and the reasons and everything and bill was over here just like you know jumping in at just the color commentator at the right time and i would just i've never sold myself on something that hard even to this day bill was sitting there watching and he gave no expression showed no interest i mean i was just reading his number nothing Uh and all of a sudden i finally paused and he goes hang on a second and I didn't know what was going. He picks up the phone and calls his brother, who was the boss over there in Tuscaloosa. Hey, Tony, these guys are onto something. And I was like, "Wow, you're kidding me!" That's all that I just. I, if I could have screamed, I would have. <laughs> are you amazed? I mean, where it's come from? I mean, from from those days of you know you and Bill and, and Cuz was telling me about you know carrying the the camo in the back of the car, going to all these little you know country stores yep. to where it is now, to where you've got all these different patterns. <clears throat> the computers are, are are generating patterns for you. Six and then, TV shows. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I get asked that a lot, but I never. It's like you're asking me today to go back and relive it again. And I should be able to, but you know, really, we just don't look back, not much at all. And it is amazing, but I'll tell you, when you, when you look back to see what caused that, I mean, part of it, yeah, it's hard-headed and not taking no for an answer or not, but you know, from the first day, even when, you know, what, what makes me the quote-unquote wind beneath my wings is just this family, this great group. Even we're here with this pro staff, they're an unbelievable family. And everything going on is just this great family that all believe in kind of the same cause. It's kind of bigger than Mossy Oak, where we stand for is this whole outdoor lifestyle that's so awesome to live your best life out there. And from day one, even when I would question myself going, you know, this can't be that good. You know, I just almost, just, you know, I, I don't know if it was the humble part of me or whatever, 
Bill would go, are you kidding me? There's <laughs> nothing like that. Are you kidding me? Everybody's going to buy this. And then, you know, he'd have a down moment, and I'd always be there for him no matter what. And then right there, almost right behind him, instantly came along the cousin, who you'll talk to him, I think, later in the morning, yeah. who was just a force of nature. You know, you talk about someone you can't say no to. Because. Know, but the key is that we all believe through all the bumps in the road along the way, and, you know, some people come and go, that we just believe in each other. And I'm telling you, there's no nothing like the the human will when everybody really believes in the same thing, the same cause. It's but, it's well, an amazing thing, it, and it just evolves. You know, you, was there some grand business plan behind it? No, not at all. Hmm. I'll tell you one little funny story, and then we could move off the good old days. But <laughs> you kind of like talking during about those, <laughs> during those days when I was taking a couple of days off and knocking on doors early. Went to Jackson, Mississippi, and called on a sporting goods store. And I don't think they're there anymore. Called Discount Hunting and Fishing, a guy named Larry Norton. And, and when he we liked him because he gave you a check. Scenario, that's why I'm you got paid. He gave you a check when you walked in. That's why we liked it. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, I'll try some of this." And I had it in the. I actually at that time had some in the trunk of my car, and I delivered it to him. And uh, he said, "What are your terms?" I held out my hand and said. <laughs> There it is. Yeah. And I got, I couldn't wait to get to a pay telephone. Obviously didn't have cell phones. I said, Taxi, we can, I'm holding $862.39. And it was a big deal. Yeah, right? it was getting a big started. deal. Well, oh, the, be- the beauty of creating a camouflage pattern is, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, your passion was hunting. Right. I mean, our passion is outdoors. I mean, hunting and fishing. I mean, here, here you are in an industry that you're working in that you're passionate about. Uh, and certainly has allowed you guys to be able to hunt and fish and places that a lot of people only dream of uh to get a little bit to that i mean first of all what is your favorite you know types of hunting toxic what's yours you know he can answer that for you it is just about anything i do at home i am the single worst homeboy on the planet and I actually don't travel the world hunting on safaris and i travel a little bit i've got boys that are 20 and they want to get out so i've taken them a few places i've traveled some with bill and cousins some others but my favorite hunting is is Oh, clearly it would be spring turkey hunting, but here around home, and, you know, uh, my great dream was to be able to have my own place, and uh, just like the brand evolved, I've evolved, I have as much fun working on the place uh, as I do actually the hunting, and actually taking people, too. So, I mean, my favorite hunting would be here at home, but although I do like, you know, the great thing about traveling is, you know, making all the new friends and seeing new country, and it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. yeah, but there's no place like home. Yeah, that's or exactly. your own place. Yes. That's right. You know, wherever that may be. And I'm, I'm in the same boat. And that's the great thing. We've got so many new initiatives. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a lot to keep up with. But with that whole mindset of the, the Mossy Oak brand is really about one with nature, but getting you as close to nature and living your life with nature, the outdoors hunting. You know, there's the Mossy Oak Properties real estate business. We've got a land enhancement business. We've got something called Mossy Oak Native Nurseries. We've got a... Really big, fast-growing, you know, tree nursery operation. Uh, Mossy Oak Biologic, which is widely known as the top brand of, you know, wild game, uh, scientifically proven wild game seed food plots and, and stuff like that. But all of those still tie to that central theme of living that outdoor life, making it the best you can and uh, on your own little piece of dirt. And what I wanted to be sure and point out to people, it does not matter if you've got four acres or 40 acres or 4,000 acres, and you shouldn't even compare it to anybody else. You've got your spot to work on. Uh, there's nothing like it, and 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 as uh, the the ad we had with Bob in it a long time ago said, I love it. It's like in Mossy Oak, 
you know, there's two season. There's hunting season, and then there's getting ready for hunting season. Mm-hmm. And if you get that, and we're fixing to launch in the first of July, probably one of our biggest initiatives, and uh, and actually brands within the Mossy Oak brand is called. I'm looking at it there. The Gamekeepers of Mossy Oak uh, television show will start airing in July. Uh, it'll be on Wednesday nights on the Pursuit Channel. It's going to be really exciting. But it kind of gives everybody that's behind the scenes sneak peek at the culture here, in that tw- you know 24/7, 52 weeks out of the year lifestyle of living and loving. And when you, and you know it, it can be your hunting club or you could actually own land. It does not matter. Yep. But getting to live that all the time and getting ready for it. You know what? And it actually includes fishing too. You know, because you know whether you have fish on the lake or you especially have your own pond to work on. What a full life it is, and we've gotten to the point we understand it's not just about the you know the destination. You know, like the right. saying, it's life's about the journey, not the destination. Well, that destination of killing that big deer, catching that big fish, or you know, big old turkey in the spring is great, but that's just one moment in time. And what a great life it is to have it filled with loving outdoors and get, and we've all, every one of us, Bill, Cuss, Ben, Mackey, Chris, Paradise, everybody, Lanny, Bobby. They are obsessed, literally, with everything they could do on their little piece of ground, wherever it is, and working on it all the time. And you also know that's going to give you your best hunting season, too. Yeah, it's funny you, you talk about the whole process of, of working on the on the land itself. Yeah. And I was talking to Tommy, who uh, is in uh, works with your licensees yeah. and archery and all that, and, and then he was asking me about my place. And I said, you know, I said, it's amazing. I said, if I counted up the number of hours that I spent working on my place mm-hmm. to hunt, it ain't even close. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that it's not about that moment where you can actually take or harvest an animal. It's about the process of getting to that point. It's the journey, I guess you could it say. It is. I mean, I never, you never, no matter how much work you do, Bill can tell you, there's always something. And it's so funny, it's just almost like a joke. When you kind of got that gamekeeper mentality, you know, it's like, uh, you know, Bill is like, you know, I missed a quarter acre on planting my chiefs and it's wearing him out to get back out there and finish that one. You know, and, and we make the simplest things seem to be the biggest thing. Cuz will be on the road seeing somebody and he'll be like, he'll be looking at the radar on his Blackberry and call me, did I get that rain on my corn? And you would think he was calling me to <laughs> so see. What do we do all the time? You yeah, want to see checking. the weather channel on my phone yeah. right now? It's yeah. my place in Georgia. Yeah. I know. And it's amazing and it just makes for such a fun life. Yeah, all the time. We got to take a break here on Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Jeff Logman, Kevin Favor, along with Bill Suck, president of Mossy Oak, and Toxie Hayes, founder and CEO of Mossy Oak. When we come back, we'll talk more hunting right here from West Point, Mississippi, the home of Mossy Oak. Connections. That's what life is really all about. I'm Major Harding, president of Hunt Life. At HuntLife.com, we've created a place for you to connect with those who share your passion for the hunting experience. With a free HuntLife.com membership, you'll be able to swap stories, information, and insight with hunters from all over the world. You'll find useful information on equipment, outfitters, and all the regs and red tape for your neck of the woods. At HuntLife.com, you can even keep a journal of your hunt straight from your mobile device and upload pictures of your latest and greatest hunting experiences. You can even flip on the radio and hear the latest episode of the Hunt Life Outdoor Show while you browse through all the great stuff we've got in the Hunt Life shop. Hats, shirts, decals, and more. Become a member. It's fast, easy, and absolutely free. And join the online fraternity of hunters. Connect with us at HuntLife.com. Since the first days at Mossy Oak, we've been about getting close to critters. 
That's what drove us to create Original Breakup more than 12 years ago. Today we're doing it again with all new Breakup Infinity. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. 12 years of research give it unequaled effective design. Hey, check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern, just got better. Let fish and wildlife biologist Scotty Brown's 25 years of experience work for your property with Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management. They help landowners on developing and managing properties where recreational fishing and or hunting is the priority. Their lake management services include fish population sampling, electrofishing, water analysis, vegetation establishment or reduction, lake design or renovation, and long-term management strategies for your water body's future. Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management installs and repairs aeration systems, fountains, fish and game feeders, and their own design, Forever Tree Fish Attractors. They're experts in keeping small public water bodies and retention ponds in housing developments and golf courses working properly. So if you're looking to improve your property's aquatic resources, call Scotty Brown at Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management at 214-383-3223. That's 214-383-3223. I've been a member of the Federation for 18 years. The Federation stands for good stewardship of the resources and preserving our hunting heritage Through those efforts, I want my kids to be able to enjoy the same privilege that I have. My father joined the Federation for me, and I've done the same for my children. Jakes, women in the outdoors, and wheeling sportsmen, they want to be the best conservation organization in the world. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoors show. Welcome back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. I'm Jeff Logan along with Kevin Favor, and we've got our two special guests, Bill Sugg, president of Mossy Oak, and Takti Hayes, founder and CEO of Mossy Oak. And you, know, you, you talk about this gamekeeper's toxie, and, and uh, you just said something that I think it hit home. I mean, we're infected with the gamekeeper virus, you know, in our own little way. And then, Bill, uh, you as well. You know, we talked about where Toxie likes to hunt. Well, where is you, uh, your place to be? Is it home as well? It really is. Now, I like I like hunting new dirt, particularly turkey hunting. It's yeah. always fun going out when you don't you don't really know a place, you, but you try to learn it. You try to find where you are. New dirt's fun. I did want to back up a little bit. You know, I'm the old guy around here. So other than Mr. Fox, Cuz is catching up with me. His beard's a little gray and I. But but one of the things whenever we talk about our history and we talk about Ronnie and folks like. Carson Young, who's still with our company, was one of our original guys. And Cindy Clyde, who's in HR, she's been with us. But there was a guy that joined us in that first year. Uh, started, I sort of started the sales initiative. Toxie started the production, the backside, and then that evolved, and I sort of took over the production backside and had a guy named Bob Dixon that joined us uh, about six months, July of 1987, about when Bob came on. And, and one of the most charismatic, natural salespeople type person had a special trait to know Bob Dixon was to feel like you were his best friend. Bob succumbed to cancer about seven years ago now. Seven or eight. We, we, uh, he's near and dear at our hearts, always will be, was a part of our business early on, will always be a part of our business. He's out there somewhere. 
we we find ourselves just in a matter of course telling Bob Dixon stories almost every day. I quote him every day, every, yeah, every day, every day. But he, I've often thought about what Bob would think of where we are. Back to your point, Jeff, a little bit earlier, how we've evolved. Mm-hmm. But I relate that because he was a big, a huge part of our success and what we do. And was just a just a real honest, open, funny type guy who everybody loved him. The right. greatest big per- part of what we do. Greatest personality, and I've said this, Bill would agree with me, the way things have evolved today, if Bob Dixon was still here, you know, there are, quote-unquote, a, a lot of, like, really fun personalities in the hunting industry. I, I'm not so sure he might not be the, the really? best I've ever met, ever. He was just an incredible woodsman. He had a gift. Bill could tell you, he, if, if you just looked at someone and said, I'm going to win that guy over, could be the biggest grouch on the planet Ten seconds, he'll have him laughing and win him over. He was amazing. And I'll say this, I don't know if they hear it or not, but his family, I said that at the funeral. But clearly, and I could clearly say that about Bill and Cousin and others, but I want them to, every time they see that Mossy Oak logo, that, that it's a tribute to him. Because probably, if he hadn't come along, we probably wouldn't be here today. Because of that, you know, I talked about that collective human will and the spark and the belief in what we're doing. Between him and these two guys here today, Cousin Bill, I'm, there's no way I'd be here. We'd be here. Because of just we believed in what we were doing, it was so much fun, and it spread to the world like a wildfire. Uh, he was some kind of special spirit, and I know it's been a while now, but we'll never ever forget him because the Mossy Oak symbol. And hopefully, you know, long after all of us are gone, we we manage the brand today. Sometimes it may not look smart financially right now or otherwise, but I'm thinking about what's going to keep it here a hundred years from now because great brands actually span time more than they do, you know, measured by, you know, uh, return on investment sometimes. So that's the great tribute to Bob is make sure we do the things to keep it here 50 and 100 years from now. We, you you know, we, we, we obviously everybody sees Mossy Oak, the camo pattern, the, the logo, the oak tree. Where did that come from, and, and, and is it still around? It's, you know, a lot of in brand management, I, I always tell people all the time, did you notice – have you noticed all the changes in how old are you know 40, 50, 60 years old? Have you noticed all the changes in the uh, Coca-Cola logo? Well, if I'm not mistaken, in the last 40 years, Coke logo just I saw it one time. Just it's changed 20, 15, 20, some kind of number. Right. Great number of times, but it's always such a slow evolution you don't notice. We've had one change when I started. I hand drew one, and I had my the same commercial artist girl do it for me. To make it look like the original tree, I think it's on my cap right now. That and we've had one change today, which took that same shape and gave it more of a shape and form, you know, kind of a little more futuristic. But we've stuck with that one look since then. Where is that tree? Uh, actually, is it, it a real tree? N- no, it's not. It's actually not an actual one out there somewhere. It's just one that, you know, I think I looked at something just had the shape of it there. It was actually not, you know, it didn't look good. Commercially, but today it's kind of coming back more popular because it right. symbolizes that you know that uh, the origins and that kind of authentic look we started with. You, you talk about the, the, the building a company that's going to last well beyond you. Uh, you've got kids. I, I've got one son. Kevin's got a couple daughters and a, and a son. And, and to me, I just showed you guys a picture of my son with his first turkey ever. Uh, and we've been hunting three years. You know, we started when he was about eight years old with or yeah, eight years old with him behind the gun and you know with school and everything it's kind of hard to get away uh but i mean to me that that's what the outdoors and the passion is all about is being able to pass it down from my generation down to the next generation i probably had one of my i had three of my greatest moments ever 
on stand hunting with my son on land that I was able to do. I mean, is that is that the moment for you guys oh. that you just go, this is what it's all well, about? Well, you just you just symbolize what we want to be standing for. You know, you know, Cuz took a great stance for that when we first started TV and dove off into that, as he said, just a couple of high tech rednecks in the early nineties. But you know, the fact that I, I looked at your face when you handed it to me. And it was clear you didn't run that out in front of me. Look at this, this giant, you know, 380 bull I killed, or you know, 190 whitetail. That's great. We love the, I mean, the exhilaration. Nobody loves killing a big deer more than we do. But the number one thing was that, and you put it out in front of me. I don't know what you're gonna say. And there was your kid on a food plot you planted. And, and yes. there's no and greater Bill. source of pride and fun and all than that. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the brand's all about. We love it all. And and God knows how much we love, you know, excitement over a turkey with over inch and a half spurs or a 190 inch deer. It's awesome. It's, it's incredible. But you know what? The, the thing we want for the great life, you can't just put that first over everything else. That's what kind of makes me sad sometimes because that's the the tough part of our industry. You get you get too many egos involved. In well, it. and then in the, yeah. the tough part of the outdoor broadcast industry too, because you know, part of branding is is getting it out there, and, and it's through television. That's right. I get disappointed sometimes, and I don't with the Mossy Oaks programming. That's a credit to Cuz, who's sitting here beside us, because you don't find on your your programming that it's about a number. Mm-hmm. You know, this deer scored this, this deer scored that. It's about the other things that are more important, because not everybody can go to Iowa and shoot this giant buck. It's about that's right the whole process. Well, the, I think the point about that is that because it is wildly popular to quote scores and do that you know and and we're certainly not ever knocking that it's the system of scoring things but i think we're i would give people some advice don't get so caught up in the comparativeness you know mine was 156 you know yours was 158 i'm you know you're better than me you know we all say all the time i jumped this deer you know what man i think he was like 150 class one you know and i scored a deer and and it actually scored but the, the the poison for hunting is getting so caught up in the comparativeness. When I said before, whether you got four acres or forty or four thousand, you know, it, if you if you get too caught up in that, then we diminish the guy who can just, you know, he's so proud of a big six point. That's awesome. Yeah. And he shouldn't worry whether it compares to the other guys. Or, or if that's that's the part you got to watch that takes the fun. Or out. if it's three and a half or four and a half. That's right. We should. Yeah, we, we, God, <laughs> it just drives me yeah. crazy. Oh, if you let that go one more year, just think it would. Wait a minute. I just killed a nine point that, that that I've, you know, spent hours and hours yeah. and hours out here working this land. I'm proud of that. Yeah, that's right. All right, we've got one more segment here with the Hunt Life Outdoors Show with special guest Toxie Hayes, founder and CEO of Mossy Oak, and Mr. Bill Sugg, president of Mossy Oak, and me, Jeff Logan, and Kevin Favor. We'll be right back with the Hunt Life Outdoors Show. You can tell a lot about a person just by looking at them. What they wear speaks volumes as to who they are and where they stand on a number of things, from their favorite team or the place they like to eat to what they really believe in. I'm Major Harding, president of Hunt Life. When you see someone wearing a Hunt Life shirt or hat, you'll know some things about them right away. You'll know they're passionate about the outdoors. You'll know they invest time and energy and funds into preserving and protecting wildlife because they care about it. You'll know that they enjoy sharing the hunting experience with everyone they can. And you'll know that, for them, hunting isn't a hobby, it's a way of life. If you're a hunter, it's time you told the world what kind of person you are. Visit HuntLife.com and browse the hunt shop for hats and shirts and decals and more. 
And while you're there, become a member. It's fast, easy, and absolutely free. And you'll connect with a world of people who share your feelings about hunting. Take aim with Hunt Life. You want to get really close to critters this fall? Then you'll have to try all-new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Together, they represent the most dramatic, high-tech leap in the history of camo. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camo pattern, just got better. We know the future of hunting depends on our nation's youth. But did you know that in many states, it's illegal for you to take your son or daughter hunting until the age of 12 or even older? As a result, we have fewer young hunters, and the Families of Field program is designed to eliminate those barriers. Hunting is safe, and the safest hunters of field are young people with adult mentors. Visit our website at familiesoffield.org to find out how you can bring more families afield. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Yep. <laughs> Welcome back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. What we think? We could, we could do the show for hours. See, he, he, Bill started talking about, like, the old times and stuff, and you, you started talking about the old football the old days. football days. You were getting a little, yeah, yeah I, I get saw, a little saw the veins up. in your neck and I still get a little popping up. Sweat bead popping up. Yeah, look at his hands are all. Oh, I know, fingers <laughs> are all messed up. Yeah, I, can, I can see you now, granddaddy, granddaddy. Tell us where you kick so-and-so's tail again. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let me show you. Yeah. He's got it all on video. Yeah. Get down on your knees. Come on, let's play a little. <laughs> Carpet football here in the living room. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, we we talk about how the the game has changed, so to speak, in the outdoor industry. Uh, technology has become what it was. And you know, last night I was talking to Bobby Cole, who, you know, Biologic, and and Bobby Cole's also an author. And, and I just showed you guys. I bought this newfangled reading gadget. It's a Kindle. You know, you get books on this little electronic screen. And and I was talking to Bobby about, it, and he was saying that his book Dummy Line is going to be coming out on Kindle soon. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, guys, Toxie, have you ever thought about writing a book? Cuz has written books. Bobby's got a book, and two's on the way. Uh, Bill, Toxie, have you guys ever thought about writing a book? Yeah. I know you don't like to look back, you always no, say. No, 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 but, I, yeah, I've thought about a lot. Kept a lot of notes in preparation for it possibly one day and got a lot of thoughts about what I would, a couple of different ideas, but uh, having the thoughts and taking the time and having time to do it is two different things. Yeah. So maybe maybe when it slows down a bit. Yeah, right. You won't slow down. So like right now, if I get I get four hours, I don't go play golf. Although I, I, this is a great game and I love it, and you know I'm going to jump on a tractor or go do something on the place. You know, and, and Bobby does a great job. He has four hours. He get, works on his next novel, or cuz he kind of mixes it between writing books and and. But it's I'm telling you, when you get smitten with being a gamekeeper, it just you get obsessed with doing stuff with you know on your place. We've only got a few minutes left. Where is the future at? For, for Mossy Oak and the industry as a whole? Well, we... That's a big question for only a couple of minutes, but... Yeah, you know, and there's a lot of different various topics about that, but I think that uh, for us, it's, you know, continuing to drive what the brand really is. It's it's more than just, obviously, a camo pattern. We, you know, prove that to people with all these different businesses. We, I feel like it's just, you know, our brand, let's just start with that, it's like helping people... Uh, especially that are already outdoors people, primarily hunting people, but also anybody else, you know, even fishing people, then we believe, literally, almost to a spiritual degree, that living your best life is about being outdoors around everything that God created. 
And we have no doubt about that. So I would just say we feel like it, you know, that's kind of the uniting factor of all our brands and living the best outdoor life. Um, but we also think that as a, that's what we should unite as a industry to do for people. And if you do that first, there's all kind of opportunities to provide products in a business format that adds value to people's lives. And I think, you know, as an industry, we need to unite behind that too because, uh, you know, it, it brings people over to that and make, I think, makes the whole country better. Wow. You know? As, yeah. and, and maybe that sounds old fashioned, but there's nothing, uh, you know, more, nothing more fulfilling. And, you know, you look at the kids that are raised outdoors or the outdoor yeah. lifestyle and those that don't and the problems you have with them. Yeah. And boy, with the technology today, there's so many other distractions that kids can get away from, sometimes taking them away from that and then letting them experience the outdoors. You, that's what they're going to be. It's even tougher today than it's ever been. Yeah. You know, with all the distractions that seem to be around for for our youth and today. Yeah, for you, Bill, you just held up your cell phone. I mean, hell, cell phones, you know, PlayStations, Xboxes, it's gone crazy. Thank you guys for, for Thank you so hosting much. us here in this wonderful town of Mississippi. And uh, I will say one thing. I really like how the old-school West Point main drag is the headquarters for Mossy Oak. And you see the old brick and mortar, and there's Mossy Oak right in the middle of town. I wouldn't have it any other way. you got to come back when there's some things flying and some things that need dying. Well, you just we, got to come back. To <laughs> thank you guys very much. Folks, you've been listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff Logan, and Kevin Favor. And, of course, thank you to our two special guests, Toxie Hayes founder and CEO of Mossy Oak, and Mr. Bill Sugg, president of Mossy Oak. And folks, listen up in the future because we're going to have some Cuz Strickland coming up as well. Thanks, and y'all be safe. Thank you for listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Be sure to check out the very latest in the Hunt Life by logging on to HuntLife.com. The Hunt Life Outdoor Show is a product of Hunt Life Productions. Copyright 2011.